Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Darth Maul. Hey, whatever I'm looking at at the time, that's my name now. This is Daryl, if you didn't know that. Darryl, I didn't legally change my name. Daryl is suffering from DID this week. so Or, or um, get uh, tattoos of Dothamirian Doth tattoos on me. Who's the rest of your system? Yeah, but you're going to have to get them in red. Yeah. Well, I said I, I didn't, so just in case people were wondering. I'm just saying. So who's in, who's who? Who else is in your system of um, you know personalities? You've got Vengeance, who's also apparently known as Batman. Uh, mm -hmm. You've got Darth Maul. You've got Daryl. Strat Stratos. Stratos. Okay, you got Stratos. Wadio. Okay. <laughs> any any women in your system? Are you gonna have to like make any kind of like you know? Changes to the factory equipment because you know uh, one of your system wants to identify as something. Uh, no, that, that, is, that is. Did you see that TikTok? I did not. All right, so lives a TikTok is doing God's work. Anyway, uh, all right, so hey, welcome to the episode. This is episode three thirty seven, multiverse of something, um, and uh, yeah, so we're talking. Doctor Strange in the Multitude of Madness. Sorry, multiverse. I gotta stop calling it the Multitude of Madness. I started calling it that like when it first when they first announced the name, and I keep getting it wrong. Now it's just like stuck in a cycle in your head. Yeah, it's like, be tough, I, like I didn't even realize I said it until after I said it. And I even called it the Multiverse of something. Yeah. You're gonna so. have to do a hard reboot and just. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So I think I'm just gonna need to spend a little more time on the one wheel. <laughs> I got new sidekicks coming, but they didn't have the solid black, so I'm changing it up, and it's like this topographical like lines on black, white lines on black. It's gonna look pretty cool, um, but it's gonna look clean for a while, so I'm gonna have to get it dirty again. Anyway, um, <laughs> Daryl, how are you? I'm doing well. Yes. How are you doing? I'm well. I have a. Uh, I'm on the bench this week, and probably next week. So I might actually go somewhere next week because you're going to be gone next week. Um, I will be. Anyway. Everybody's going somewhere next week. My niece, whose birthday, happy birthday, Kaylin. Happy birthday, Kaylin. Yeah, she's going to Colorado. Nice. Uh, How old is Kaylin going to be? I, well, I told her, I was like, well, you're le I said you're legally allowed to now rent a car, but it's not that. It's just that she doesn't have the exorbitant fees because she just turned 25. Oh, all right. We should get Kaylin a drink. To celebrate being able to rent a car without the exorbitant fees. Yes. I think that's, that's a good and then, And as mentioned, I will be in Myrtle Beach yes. next week. Checking out Johnny D's Waffles and whatever bakery, cafe place. It's waffles and awesome. uh, Benedict Yeah, or something there like that. Go. It it's looked amazing. really good. We went there. We literally went there every day for breakfast. And tried, I, mean, I, I tried something different every single time. The waffles are great. Definitely get the waffles. The uh, the breakfast sandwiches on the English muffin because English muffins are homemade. And this is uh, not at all sponsored by Johnny D's, but if you ever go to Myrtle Beach, north or south, I think they have two locations. Um, you know, I might be a little bit of a fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, Myrtle Beach is great. You'll have fun. Seriously, if I'm on the bench next week too, um, I think I am going to just like, well, I don't know. I might just fly somewhere because I don't have a car right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a car, but I don't want to take a road trip in a rental car. Yeah. Any word on 
No, yeah, how hopefully you're... I'll find out tomorrow. So I wrecked my car. So yeah, my beloved Kal-El is in the shop and I'm waiting to find out if he's been totaled and sent off to the phantom zone. <laughs> so yeah, good times. But, got kind of morose there for a minute. Yeah, Jeez. it was a weird week last week. It was a weird yeah. week. And, you know, thinking about it, it's like, you know, and everything that I've gone through, like my divorce was finalized on Monday. So that's all good. I was going to start this episode with like, I'm free as a bird now playing underneath it. But it's like, I can't really post it anywhere because we'll get hit by copyright strikes. So, <laughs> so I'll just talk about it anyway. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's just jump, jump right into it with both feet into the podcast now. Um, Cause we've been going on for a while. Oh. Uh, all right. So we are going to talk about moon Knight Cause we did not talk about the finale of moon Knight. Um, mainly because I didn't finish watching the finale of Moon Knight until today. And I will say I did at no point go back and watch again any of the parts that I paused at. So it took me, what, two weeks to get yeah. through a 41-minute episode of Moon Knight. Yes. Um, I just, like... Okay, we'll just talk about the we'll talk about the finale first. Uh, the finale, Gods and Monsters, directed by or I'm sorry, yeah, directed by Mohammed Daib, who is the showrunner. The teleplay was by Jeremy Slater and Peter Cameron and Sapir Prasada, with the story by Daniel Iman and Jeremy Slater. Like, I don't understand how this the shortest episode of the season had the most writers on it. That's, I'm scratching my head at that too because you're just throwing out all these names and I'm trying to think why did we need that they need all of that. Um, I, I can be honest when I tell you that we didn't need any of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So this episode picks up where uh, Harrow has freed Amit and kills all the avatars of the other Egyptian gods. Uh, Layla finds and releases Khonshu. And then Mark uh, refuses to stay in Elysium, or as they call it, the Field of Reeds, because he found himself riding alone in a field, and he wasn't to fear because Maximus told him not to. Um, and he goes back to Duat to rescue Stephen. Yes. Okay. I mean, Stephen died and his heart became whole again. Uh, so a couple weeks ago when we talked about, uh, or when I talked to you about episode five, what did I say? I said, I was worried because I, I, episode five for me, at least I thought that was, well, no episode five is the best episode of moon Knight, And it is one of the best episodes of the MCU on the plus so far for me. Okay. And and I just and, and and it was all about Oscar Isaac. That's why it was so good because he was allowed to play with so much. That's just some emotional and, and trauma, and the way he delivered it, and some of the things that we found out in episode five about his mom being so abusive and how the Stephen personality came to be was. I mean, it was the only time in i mean everything 
the only thing the only thing that is in this show that has been constant for me is Oscar Isaac and how well he's been and how good he's been. He's an amazing actor. He's, yes, he's an amazing actor. There's no no doubt about that, right? Um, I think where where we run into the problems here is much like the sequel trilogy. He wasn't given a lot to work with, and what he was given to work with, just he got by with on his natural charm. Whereas you look at um, Layla, who was played by, oh, what was her name? Uh, May Kalamawi? Kalamaway? Kalamaway, something. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, you know, May, May, May was not quite the actress. <laughs> As as he is, uh, or not quite the craftsman uh, of acting necessarily, um, and so you know her character did not come across as quite so uh, likable. Yes, is that is that she a was word? my bane in this episode Your or bane? in this series? I mean, Bane's yes. a pretty great character. Yes, I mean, yes, you know. And, and it does, he and it doesn't. And it doesn't just fall to her because you've mentioned this before. I mean, you've liked Ethan Hawke's performance. I thought it. I thought his performance was okay, but it's not because of him. It he, was because was some good. of the he was better at the beginning. Yes, and some of the lines he was given. Yeah. Not only did did I not like how he performed those lines, but the lines themselves were yes. not good. No. He he got more and more mustache twirly, melodramatic, one dimensional as the series went on, which is the opposite of what you're supposed to do as you're building your villain. And I still think I still think he should have been the main character, and Moon Knight should have been in the background to start. And like you look at him as like this like televangelist who we think is evil just because all televangelists are evil. Let's be honest. Um, I don't I don't really care if you are you know christian or, or whatever non-denominational non-denominational your your televangelists are, are typically just evil fucks who are stealing money from people so this guy was a televangelist evil fuck who was just stealing souls get over here or no your yeah, soul is mine your soul is mine honestly as, as how, dare, how as, dare you as interesting as that um that type of show would have been with the writing team here, it would have been much worse than oh, yeah, no, it would have been like, terrible. Yeah. I'm saying we needed a wholesale, like new creative yeah. team. I mean, again, this looked great. It looked really good. And if I was like superficial, I'd be like, this was a great series, but it wasn't right. It, it's like the people who loved uh villain away. Vu's Dune. It looked like Dune should look, it was beautiful. I'm not arguing that. Um, mm-hmm. but, I think they lean too heavy into the DID, which is like the Ingosh thing on TikTok right now. Is all the people with their systems and their avatars and their uh, whatever their agents or whatever they call them, and it's it, it's the it it seems like the each Marvel series is well not each because um, I feel like Wandavision and Hawkeye were kind of free of the political like this is the the virtue signal of the day you mm-hmm. know because like with virtue signal and the winter soldier we had like the blm you know sympathies for terrorists uh who like to cause harm and kill people 
Um, with Loki, it was obviously all about LGBTQ, specifically the B um, representation with Loki. Um, and some weird, like, incesty things there with him wanting to hook up with a different version of himself. Um, and then now this one is what it is. It's all about and, uh, the disassociative identity disorder, otherwise known as multiple personality. And uh, again, I, th I thought it was interesting. I didn't realize this till I, I just saw a, a headline about it, talking about it. And as the fact that talking about the bait and switch in the sense of not necessarily the whole show, not necessarily what it seems like it's going to happen with Obi-Wan, but in the sense of, so Layla becomes this, you know the avatar of what is what is the god that she became the avatar for uh well it's the scarlet scarab which yeah. was the god of um uh, where'd it go um i have it up oh lament no that's not it um it just said he became uh Let's see. Abdul Fowl, a famous archaeologist during World War II, unearthed this ruby scarab, an artifact originally created by uh, created to battle the elementals around 3500 BC. When Fowl touched the mystic, mystical power object, he became the Starlet Scarab and became a champion of Egypt during World War II. And he fought with the original Human Torch, Cyborg Edition, and Namor. Um, but yeah. I don't see what God. No, no, it wasn't, no. Uh, or was it, was it because she had she had the scarab? Um, I think she. It's because she had the scarab. That's why. It okay. Happened. So yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it, it was just funny that she never gets a name in here. But, oh, yeah, I'm it sorry. Like, it was uh, Tawardi. T W T A W E R E T. Toward. Okay. So that is who she became the avatar, the temporary avatar of. Yeah. And they never mentioned her name, you yeah. know, the Scarlet Scarab in here. But again, it's another one of the, they take a character yeah, and then they gender bend uh, it. Arab erasure. So it's, again, I, I've had your know, problems with Layla the whole time. It is because she, what there was no depth to her character. I mean, some of that is on the actress, but I would, I would actually put more of that on the writing right. and the directing than on the actress herself. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like you said, even with when Oscar Isaacs didn't get a lot, he still, because he's such a good actor, he was still able to make something of it. And yeah. when he did get good stuff, like in episode five, I mean, he absolutely killed it, and that's why that episode, out of all the other ones, sticks sticks together, sticks with me. Well, and I knew, yeah. And I, I even told you, I said, my fear is that, and not necessarily fear. My expectation was that after being thoroughly entertained with the the, the penultimate episode, we were going to get something that just dropped in quality, mm. and that's an example. And this is what we've gotten throughout all these MCU shows. And it dropped in these dips in quality. And the biggest reason, because if you look at the writing credits of the writers on these shows, for the most part, very, very few. And and that is that that seems to be the way they're going with stuff. They're bringing new writers in that don't have a lot of experience, and it shows. 
throughout the seasons, no, throughout yes. a series. Right. Because they cannot maintain their tone. They cannot maintain a tight direction or pacing or character arcs. There is just so much mess and muddleness, well, even yeah. in the good stuff. So, like, Mark Spector has a different wife. Her name is Marlene. And creator Jeremy Slater later confirmed. Uh, clarified that Marlene was never a part of the series, citing the importance of diversity within the writer's room and that the character was originally named Zayana Fowl. Daib and his wife, Sarah, were huge champions of the character since she was how the series was representing Egypt. Um, Kalamawe described her character as someone with a lot of healing to do who steps into herself more and de develops more confidence and trust in herself through supporting Spectre. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't think there was anything to this character other than just representation. <laughs> this is she's the most one-dimensional character in the entire show. Um, oh, absolutely. I mean, she she's the most one-dimensional. I mean, there's been some some serious like one-dimensional villains in. Uh, in the MCU stuff, like uh, what's his name from WandaVision? I mean, but like she takes one. Oh, I mean, Hayward. even um, yeah, Hayward. I mean, even uh, Rambo, um, Monica from from WandaVision was pretty one dimensional. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and this one is like, like. So if you think of Doodle Bob from SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Like she's like so to one one dimensional. She's Doodle Bob. <laughs> so, all right. Um, so, okay. Out of this this final episode here, out of five scarab endings, what do you give it? Uh, two and a half. And to be honest, that's what I give the series. Uh, well, you just like you just defeated the purpose. Um, well. Sorry. It's okay. Just... So out of out of ten DIDs, you give it two and a half out of ten, or do you give it ah, five? Oh, two, uh, five. I give it a five. Okay. So uh, I went I went two out of five for the finale, mm -hmm. um, and and I, I I went with two out of ten for this series because I, <laughs> I, I I hated it. I just couldn't watch it. I yeah. The the fact that it took me two weeks. I mean, it was May fourth or a week, whatever it was. It took me a week to watch a forty one minute episode, and and really it was it came down to hey, we're going to talk about this tonight. You should probably watch it, which was a conversation yeah. we had earlier today. Yes, and I saw your text. You're like, I'm watching it now. Yes, and it it took me. I I, I paused it three times. <laughs> and yeah, got to did other things. And I, Actually, I, will I took admit, a nap in the middle of it too. Like not, yeah. I didn't fall asleep watching it. I went and took a shower and I took a nap and then I finished watching it. Well, this episode I did, I, I was all, again, I was wholly invested in episode five. I, uh, and I was partially invested in this one, meaning that I was watching it and then I was playing a game on my phone. Sure. I would watch, play a game on it's. I didn't hate it like you did. Again, I'm giving a lot to Oscar Isaacs for that because even though the Steven aspect bothered me because it was played for too much comedic purposes, some of that was helped or some of that was uh, they they were able to that with the w with what we see of how Steven is created, some of that is understandable. But again, I, I the MCU, I, I like the comedy. Back off of it, maybe twenty percent. 
I, I, they do it too much. Although I will say the movie we're going to talk about, I think Dr. Strange did a better job than most of the Marvel movies in some respects. But with this show, the writing was the biggest issue and the inexperience of the writers as what I said, talking about tone, talking about pacing and character arc structure. All of that was so muddled that I wouldn't be surprised if people, yeah, I know you gave it a two out of 10. I wouldn't be surprised if people gave it one out of 10, but I was able to, again, a lot, I'm putting a lot of my rating on Oscar Isaacs because he was he, Oscar Isaac, because he did such a great job. And for the most part, every scene he was in, I was where he was the main character in that scene in the sense of as far as dialogue and stuff, I should say. He kept me engaged, at least for, for the most part, kept me engaged. And then there were parts where I was fully engaged. No other character even kept me partially or kept me more than partially engaged. So it's as where I, where I want Moon Knight. I like the character. I like the idea we get at the very end. We do get introduced to the third personality, uh, Jake Lockley, which yeah. had been yeah. we. I mean, it's not we officially get introduced. Let's put it that way, because there were snippets of that character throughout the show and hints of him of of the third personality. We knew that. Uh, you know, not just per people that read the comics, but just in general, where they like both Stephen and Mark said, "Hey, that wasn't me." So we do get introduced to that that third personality. Right. You can do a lot with this character. I I do like this character, and I like I do say I do think they did a good job in some respects with the character. It's just that we need a defter hand the next time Moon Knight comes on the small screen or the big screen, who can actually make the character what he should be in the sense of memorable and not just a, like you were talking about the whole DID thing. Right. Uh, and not just a walking ad for some type of milady. Right. Yes. Well, that's a good word. Are you studying for the SAT? <laughs> uh, just popped up in my head. <laughs> Isn't it malady? Malady. Yeah. <laughs> Now people are thinking, like, who's this milady woman? He's talking about. Uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to correct you because it was such yeah. a good word. But then I was like, oh, well, I no, I yeah, yeah. When I said it, I'm thinking like, you I put the wrong syllable right. on the wrong aphasis. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I did that backwards is on purpose. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I, I, I don't want this to come back. I don't want any more of it. Um, I would like to see Oscar Isaac go off and do other more interesting things. Same with Ethan Hawke. I, I, I'm, I'm a big Ethan Hawke fan, and I want to see him do more interesting things. Well, and F. Murray I, Abraham as the voice of Conshu. I want him to go off and do more interesting things. Mm-hmm. I, I would argue that Moon Knight is interesting in the right hands. Um, it's just what we but got. But it's not entry-level hands. It's not an entry-level character. It's not an easy character to write. It's no, a, it's, yeah. no, it's not. That's why I said like it. it to get the most out of the character, you need a really established, really talented writer. And I, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, throw shade, but these writers oh, weren't no, no. talented gonna, enough to get everything out writers. of it. Yeah, this was this was a horrible writers' room. They put diversity mm-hmm. and inclusion above story. 
and the fact that what you said about uh, Mark, yeah. his real wife or his wife in the comics, that and, yeah, that tells you a lot. Yeah, but you know, because she was a Caucasian woman. Oh God! Oh no! Oh no! Oh my word! What? What? Make a new character. Anyway, that's fine. That there's nothing wrong with that. That's the thing. Here's We've the thing. About this before. And even even that, like they could have still she, they could have made her the same character. They didn't actually have to make up a new character and make her Mark's wife. She could have been something else. She could have been another mercenary, yeah. you know. Um, but whatever. I mean, they ruined Steven. So, did you watch the? All mid, right, let's move did on. Did you watch the mid scene credit at the end? Which one was that? Where uh, they busted oh, that was... Harrow out of yeah, that was the Jake Lockley yeah yeah uh, okay, that's yeah, so, yeah yeah but the the uh, the license plate said Spectre I don't, I don't yes I saw that so. yeah <sighs> anyway uh, as the kids say we've talked about this long enough um, yeah <laughs> so Doctor Strange the Multitude of Madness uh, came out this damn it multiverse <laughs> how dare you ah. <sighs> Let me try this one again because words are apparently hard today. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness uh, opened. You saw it twice, correct? No, I saw it once. Oh, you only saw it once. Okay, I saw it twice. Yes, because yes, again this week I really couldn't do anything right. Um, so I was supposed to see it on Saturday with the the KBO seven, and I booked it to the wrong theater, and so she and I went to see it on Tuesday, but since I don't have to celebrate Mother's Day anymore and I have the day to myself now, I went and saw it by myself on, my, on Mother's Day, which was great. <laughs> nice, little, like, nice little present to me. Like, nice little, like, a little bit of me time, if you will. <laughs> yeah, going the tried and true, going to the theater by yourself. God, I love it so much. It is the greatest, it is my favorite thing to do is to go to movies by myself. It is pretty cool. So... Is my it's, it is my absolute favorite thing to do, um, and also just kind of shout out to Regal. Um, I got home Sunday and I had this email like, "Hey, you've seen whatever the right combination of movies were to see, so here's the the digital 4K code for my movies anywhere for uh, Venom Two, Spider Man Three, and Morbius." That's a that's a nice little. I know, right? And it was the pre-order for Morbius, which comes out next week, and I'm like, nice, because I really want to watch it again. Um, and I definitely wasn't going to pay twenty dollars for it, and like I was like, hairs whatever away from paying twenty dollars for for No Way Home. <laughs> like, Patience. I, yeah, I know. It's I well, I was like, I'm just like, I just wanted to get down to like twelve ninety nine, right? Yeah. And then it was free, and I was like, sweet. So. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, um, yeah, so Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness starring Sklingly Doo Bumbersnoop, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Choedo Echevor, Benedict Huang, uh, Zachita Gomez? Gomez, yeah. Gomez, Michael Stubarg, uh, with Michael Stubarg and Rachel McAdams. <laughs> I don't know if you watch the credits at the end, but um, yeah, I I think uh, okay. So one, let's this is preface. I really love the first Doctor Strange movie. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it's in my top half of Marvel films. Um, I did not like this one as much as the first one. Um, but only because the first one was so good and so different from like kind of the normal formula. Um, but yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, the same way Dr. Strange is in my top 15 of it's actually number 13 on my list right now. And again, that list kind of goes back and forth, although there's not a lot of movement like the, the Dr. Strange would move up to number seven. It, it would move a space here to there. Mm-hmm. This one, it's one of those that, again, I do want to see. I really do want to see it again. But right now, it is in that 16, 17, which actually was when I was looking at these movies, I was actually, because I, you know, I was not, I was more lukewarm on it when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at some of the movies that were in my back half of my MCU, and, and I think about it in this way. What would I rather see again? Would I rather see Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Age of Ultron, Incredible Hulk, or Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness? That's how I kind of look at it. I was wrong. Doctor Strange is my 15th. It's not in my top 10. My bad. Okay. I thought it was. And and this one, the first, let me get this out of the way. I absolutely love the tone that they went for here for for, for the overwhelming majority in the sense of this was different in the sense that it was a horror movie there was a lot i mean not a horror movie but there no, were no, elements no. Of you're 100 right this is the closest we'll get to a horror movie in the mcu yes yes 100%. and i really that's why i liked it and i was going to say i really appreciate because there were some really good horror moments in here like really really good and the positive of that is also some of the negative and what i mean is sam raimi is sam raimi he has a style and it works a lot of the time. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't for me. Right. It's the same way with the first two Spider-Man movies. Well, I, again, Spider-Man I, 2 I is, love, a, is a masterpiece. I, again, I love Spider-Man 2, but there are parts of that movie elements of how he does things that don't necessarily work for me. Mm-hmm. Still, Spider-Man 2 is a great movie. Yeah, great movie. But um, yeah, I mean, this was also as Sam Raimi as Sam Raimi gets. Yes. When we talk about going Michael Bay, like when Michael Bay goes Michael Bay or something like that, this or this is Sam Raimi being Sam Raimi, and again, he knows what he does well. Yeah, he stays in there. Yeah, I mean, and again, there, there, yeah. and yes, there were things that should have been cut out. There um, were things that yeah. should have been that weren't necessary. Things expand. There and, should, some things that should have been expanded upon. Yes, um, and I yes. have a hot take. I have a super hot take. Okay, Bruce Campbell absolutely should not have been in this movie. Absolutely should not have been. Um, well, no. I, if, I think... you, if you're staying at the end, if you... Oh, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you stay through the end to watch this movie, there are two end credit scenes. Stay for the mid credit scene. We're going to talk about that. And the end, end credit at the very end is Bruce Campbell stopping punching himself in the face. And he goes, oh, it's over. Done. You don't even have to watch it. It's stupid. He shouldn't have been in the movie. It it completely took me out of that scene on Earth, eight three five or eight five three, whatever it was. Yeah, it's. I, I'm fine with him having a cameo, but the problem is when you do a cameo and it takes you out of the moment. 
for example, his cameo in Spider-Man as the, you know, the doorman for, right. you know, at the playhouse is great. It's perfect. This was just a, this was one of those moments where I was talking about too much and too over the top as far as Sam Raimi goes. Yes, this was absolutely a Sam Raimi moment. Yes, it was a nod to, I think, Army of the Dead or uh, Army of Darkness, I should say, when he, had, you know, his hand gets possessed. That yes, I understand that, and I understand it's a nod slash Easter egg to that stuff. Still, it wasn't necessary. What also wasn't necessary in that scene is 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 watching America Chavez, you know, you know, her happiest memory. That's one of those things for me. It, it should have been. It should have come out more organically than us watching it replayed on a screen. Right. I, I that was a little too on the nose and too. Hey, let's make sure we you know, get get her two parents out of, out there, or two two mothers out there, or what have you. Which I don't know if they changed the history of her, like her original history, as far as her being like growing up on a planet of all females, almost like the Amazons, versus being. Because I think they did retcon that sometime, like a couple years ago in the comics. Uh, they just so, did it, I think, this year in the comics. Okay. So so I don't know which one that is. And again, uh, hell, Wonder Woman is, is an Amazon. Amazons are all women. So that's not a problem. It's just what when they the way they did it, it was almost they were, they were really trying to highlight it. Instead of having it, even I, I think... I'm just thinking about this here. It would have made more sense if Wanda used like, you know, gotten her head and used that memory yeah. of her. Like you're the reason your, your parent, your, your, your mothers are gone. Your moms are gone yeah. because of you. And the, how talk about that moment where that could have been a crushing thing and just keep, like prevent America from just fighting for a minute, you know, just getting in that moment of depression of, right. and, Having that come out in that way, I think, would have worked better than the way we got it. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm looking at this, and it says here that um, Michael Waldron was hired to rewrite the film's script after serving as the head writer of Loki's first season. Who looked at the first season of Loki and said, this guy should get to write anything else? No one. Well, evidently someone, well, I should apparently say. Apparently Kevin Feige did. Um, I, I'll be honest. Like, I, I think, uh, I think the writing was actually pretty decent in this. Um, I would have thought he wrote this before he got to write Loki. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it was, it was, I mean, I like this. It was, it was good. It was, it was fun. Um, I liked America in this and I liked the way they used her. Um, I kind of wish they would have gotten a little older um, right. actress to play the role because they're doing this weird like teen Avengers thing with America being younger and then the girl playing Kamala Khan being younger and for whatever Haley reason, Steinfeld. they're going to do Riri Williams. I mean, Haley Steinfeld is like the oldest one of the bunch. She's yeah, because like she's senior, in she's college. A senior citizen compared to these kids. <laughs> uh, you know, she's like, she's on her way out. She's like, you know, they're going to push her out and get a new archer. They're like, yeah, no, Hawkeye's done. You're done too, <laughs> Hawkeye too. Um, 
Yeah, but it was uh, it was that eight three eight. That's what it was. Eight three eight, not eight three five. Eight three five is the ones where they're all Super Mario Brother characters. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and and every time they walk, it just does the dun 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 dun. Um, no, but I, I mean, I did, I did like, I, I liked, I liked the, the fact that the MacGuffin was America Chavez. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, she was, she was the MacGuffin yeah. and she, she was spunky. I thought, I did think she had really good chemistry with, with Slinger do crinkle fries. Um, who, who is a good actor, you know, kind of like we were talking about with Oscar before. Um, he's pretty much good in everything he's in, but they're, um, their relationship was was one of the highlights of the movie for me, for sure, along with Danny yeah. Elfman's score, even though we disagree on that. Um, I I think Wong needed to die. So I th- I thought he was I, I I thought that's what this was leading up to. Yeah, in the sense of how Wanda took him, and again, I didn't think he was going to die when he got knocked off the edge. I knew oh, he wasn't no, going to die. We didn't see him die. So. But I thought that just that whole, just that whole trek of him go, having to go to that mountain with Wanda, right. I did think he was going to die some somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes. as far as America, I, I agree. Um, I don't think the character is that great. I, I've I've only read a little bit of the character in the comic. I've tried, and okay. it's just it's not a good character. It's, it's not a good general, character. Yeah, but. The character in this sh- in the, in Doctor Strange multi, oh, I almost said multitude of madness, multiverse of madness. Again, she has some she had great chemistry. I really like the charisma she had, just overall. And I I would I do want to see this this actress play this character a little bit more, just to watch her kind of grow. Yeah, I want to see as her grow long into as, it. Yeah. Yes, as and again, this is important. Kind of going back to what we said about Moon Knight get good writers for her. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because... she's going to end up being the Sorcerer Supreme. So, you know. Yeah. But, no, I'm just talking about with... Yeah. This is a character that... Well, not just this character, but it's easy for someone not as talented to make this character a very, very Mary Sue. Yeah. When I think there is a lot of... I There's think... a lot of things we can do with this character to make her interesting. I think she had a bit of a Mary Sue moment. Um, but honestly, like her powers never worked organically for her. It was always like mm-hmm. due to stress. Um, right. And I did like how it just left a star shaped hole in everything. <laughs> I thought that yeah. was just kind of funny. Uh, yeah. I, I think the other thing is this movie just steals from a lot of things. Like there's some, there's some definitely like horror aspect in there of the thing. There's some um, the ring in there with Wanda. There's definitely like a little bit of like just like Lord of the Rings type stuff in there. Um, as far as like turning like you know the the first Doctor Strange that we meet when he turns on her like Boromir does to Sam and Frodo. Um, like hell when Wong when when Wong when when yeah when Wong falls. And uh, he's uh, laying on the the little thing. It's just like um, when um, Aragorn fell. 
you know, <laughs> and, yeah. and the two towers. Um, but yeah, it was, I don't know. I feel like Raimi stole like just like beats from a lot of different things and kind of patchworked it together. I'm, I'm interested. Did you watch agents of shield? I did not finish the season last oh, season. Oh, so, but you got to the parts with the dark hold. Yes. So I, I'm yes. curious because like, you know, nobody watched shield, like very few of us did. Right. Um, I'm really curious as how, how many people understood the dark hold because I don't feel like they really adequately explained it in WandaVision and it was a huge part of this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, in WandaVision, they, what they, they only explain maybe 10 minutes of, I don't mean, I don't mean screen time, but 10 minutes of having it as far as a major plot point, And it's like very toward the very end. And yes, it's a huge aspect of this. Like eh, that, when people say you you could watch this without seeing WandaVision or something, yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, because there's not just with the dark hole, but also what Wanda went through. You're not going to have that same connection, right? Uh, but keep, like, what, what else are you going to say about the dark hole? Like, just like people not just I don't I like I like people not necessarily understanding like what it actually is and what it actually has meant to the MCU because of shield. Uh, they just didn't have it. It, it just, you know, it, it didn't really have that. I did. Uh, I liked the whole Illuminati thing. Um, I would have liked to have seen black Panther in there, even if it was Shuri, um, rather mm -hmm. than Maria Rambo. um, because again, I thought it was interesting how like Wanda just went through Black Bolt and Reed like they were nothing, and then, you know, if... yes, yeah. Do I saw. They, I, I... They, is their mother still alive? It's like shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, it was, I was like, I was like, oh my god, screw you, Raimi. Um, but. Uh, it was nice to see Anson Mount back as uh, Blackagar Boltagon, uh, otherwise known as Black Bolt, and uh, and I love and pig I pig Latin that he spoke back to him. And I liked how they you see how power, truly powerful Black Bolt is. Yes, yes. That I I thought that scene watching them, you know, basically I mean not basically execute the 838 Doctor Strange mm -hmm. was that was one of those yeah he's that powerful I'm sorry 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 sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh yeah he is um they're getting a lot of mileage out of this Captain Carter thing <laughs> man they over they <laughs> she did a rock oversell when they had the when they first have Doctor Strange in there and he yeah. says something, she throws his shield and then it comes back to her and she has this look where it's like, okay, we're not in the 1990s anymore as far yeah. as superhero poses. And right. that, again, this is that's Sam Raimi that, oh. because she does it. Sorry, go ahead. I was about to say that's Sam Raimi because there are mm -hmm. several instances of that long camera shot on someone where it's over. It's a little bit overkill. Yeah. Um, so to go along with that, every time America jumped off of something and landed, she did the superhero landing. 
Yes, she did. Every yes. time. Every time. No matter like if she fell on purpose or whatever, she always ended up doing the superhero landing, which was hilarious. And it's hell on the knees. Um, <laughs> I am afraid that this version of Reed Richards with John Krasinski is their way of seeing like, look, we gave you Jim from the office as, as Mr. Fantastic or senior Fantastico, if you will. Um, and, uh, yeah. So now fuck off because there's no way we're going to do the fantastic four. Right. I have no faith in. So for 10 years, unless they hire Brad bird, there's mm-hmm. no one who's going to oh. do it. Right. Um, that is so great. They needed uh, James McAvoy instead of Patrick Stewart. Yeah, he, he's again. I've loved Patrick Stewart as far as an being an actor mm-hmm. since the uh, oh, yeah. you know, seeing him in the Next Generation. I mean, he was <laughs> yeah, even watching him in that uh, 1980s Dune movie. Uh, I, I but he he's he's struggling. I mean he he struggled in season one of Picard. Mm-hmm. I did not watch a second of season two of Picard, and I won't. Yeah, no, I don't need to. And yeah, I don't think anybody really wants to and, watch that. And and it was the same here. It was it was the same. And I and you, you know sometimes you just have to hang it up. You know, we we see guys athletes do this all the time, where it's you look at the guy and you say. You should have retired two years ago. Mm-hmm. And with him, with I mean, he might love, still love doing this, but it's it's just not the same. He just doesn't have the same energy. He just doesn't have the same right gravitas, if you will. <laughs> well, and he certainly has no restraint. <laughs> yeah, and and don't get me wrong, it was good seeing him, and it was good hearing that yeah. little X Men cartoon animated X Men uh, theme song. Yeah, real and quick. seeing the chair and everything. Yeah, it yeah. was cool. Like in how he judgingly but, pointed at her when he was trying to get into Wanda's head. Like, yeah, it was like that was a really strange choice. I don't know who blocked that yes. scene or who told him to do that. Um, but yeah, um, and again, Wanda just walked right through him like it was nothing. She she really did. Just like the uh the Ultron robots, which gave me PTSD. And then Baron Mordu. Um I really hope we get the six one six version of him in the third Doctor Strange movie. Cause I mean yeah. this is definitely doing enough to warrant I mean, okay, so it opened to hundred and eighty seven is what it if initially what it finally like opened at. Because remember, I, I called you on like Friday or Saturday and said, hey, they're projecting that this is going to be uh, 194. And I told you, I said, I think it's going to be closer to 185. Um, yeah, I saw 185 somewhere too. But it was like 185 uh, to 190 something. Yeah. So because it did. Well, they made like they made a big deal about. Uh, um. They made a big deal about like, oh, it did like whatever, like 16 million or no, it did like 10 or 12 million on Thursday night, which is really good. I mean, but um, Friday it did 90 and then it dropped 36% to 57 on Saturday and it dropped another 32% to 38 on Sunday and Monday was 13, which is a 65% drop. Then it dropped 7.4 from that to 12 on Tuesday and then yesterday. So we're recording this on Thursday at the 11th. Um, it dropped to nine. 
So I, I'm not. Oh. I don't know if this is going to have the legs they think it has. That's those are some. Again, I don't know the the average for these with some of these movies, like what they drop from say Thursday or Friday through. I mean, the following Wednesday or something. Like the sixty five percent drop from Sunday to Monday is pretty big. Um, yeah, because Monday is usually like pretty decent, and like colleges are out now. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I was disappointed to see that. I was actually disappointed to see it didn't get up closer to 200. Um, Mm -hmm. because I think it's, I think it's worth it. I mean, this is obviously Raimi's best domestic box office ever. And this is just domestic. This is just North, North America. Um, but like it's, it's doing great overseas. Like it's at 500 million total. And and you 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 know it's doing you know it's going slower than they want it to when they keep talking about like Doctor Strange does this five hundred or like you know four hundred million from the overseas box office. And it's like mm-hmm. wait a second, you're five fifty or whatever. It's like well you just said five fifty, but that's only one eighty for the U.S. And you guys were saying that this was going to be like a runaway like Spider Man No Way Home style hit. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just I like I, I love the box office stuff. You know this. Mm-hmm. I, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I I go to box office mojo. So yeah, uh, the international. Okay, so domestic for the uh, what is that? So the six day total that they have here on box office mojo is 222, which is great. It's outstanding. I think that is awesome, and it's 41 percent of the the domestic or of the total box office. 309 international. I don't think this is opening in China. Um, yeah, I, I don't they, believe because I don't think they they're taking some stuff. out the lesbian moms. Um, yeah, it's 5:30. So after six days, domestically open because it opened. I think it opened overseas a week before it opened here. Um, it's at 5:32, which is super respectable for a first six days. Um, I think I think a lot of people were kind of waiting for the word of mouth, but looking at these numbers, it's like I hope this word of mouth picks up tomorrow and Friday, or well today and Friday. Yeah, I. I... It's one of those that I'm not. I'll go with the, with with the the famous. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in a few things. Mm-hmm. I that does not mean I didn't enjoy what I saw. It and I will absolutely get this when it comes when it comes out uh, because I will watch this is oh, yeah. I will watch this movie again, and I I will say, and and I know the reason they're doing it despite them doing other things. I have no issues with them saying, you know what? Okay, China, if you want us to cut this, we're not going to cut this. Fine. They you know, studios should do that more. Spider-Man and just say, no you know way what? Home did that. Screw you. Spider-Man No yeah. Way Home said, "No, we're not doing this. We're not taking the Statue of Liberty out, you communist fucks." Yeah. How yeah. dare you? I I, w- uh, <laughs> I want them to do that more. So, but so Spider-Man did almost 2 billion total. Oh, what was it? Oh, wow. That's it was one point eight nine two billion, um, eight hundred and four million domestically, just over a billion, almost one point one billion international, and that doesn't include China. Damn. Whereas, thought... like Endgame did four billion on its yeah. total, but that's its total runs. It's like coming and going. But okay, just yeah. so for for um, reference, Spider Man did one hundred and twenty one million 
almost 122 million on Friday. It did 73 million on Saturday and then 64 million on Sunday. So it was a, a 39% drop and then a 13% drop. And then it dropped 42% from Sunday to Monday, but it still did 37 million. Where, yeah. You know, so, and, and again, I'm not bashing Dr. Strange because the other thing is Spider-Man went up, um, like between Wednesday and Thursday, it, it went up 5% that first week. And then it got into the Christmas holiday. And so it did 19 million on Christmas Eve and it did 31 million on Christmas day and 33 million the day after Christmas. Mm -hmm. So yeah. again, this is all domestic, but so I'm not, I'm not bashing Dr. Strange and I'm not saying that it's not going to make money because it absolutely is. Um, you know, it had a budget of $200 million. So they're at 532 they need to make about another hundred million to make to be a profit. Mm -hmm. so, and I think they'll make that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I like, well, I, no, the, well, if this worldwide, movie, I, they'll make that definitely. If this movie comes in under eight hundred million dollars, like total, like total, like box office run after like two or three weeks, I'll be really surprised mm -hmm. because one, it's and, short yeah. compared to what the rest of these movies are. It's only two hours and six minutes runtime. Um, and since we have told you, you don't have to stay till the end of the credits to watch the stupid ass Bruce Campbell scene. You can watch the really cool mid credit scene with Clea and then take off. Yeah. Like literally you could just like, as soon as that in credit scene starts, you can walk out. Um, I, I do think this looked really good and it got away from the Dickinson, like inception style look and feel. Um, but it had it enough when you needed it. Uh, I was kind of afraid that we were we were going to get some weird things with uh, with all of that. And I forget what I was watching. It was some sort of multiverse thing where they were traveling through, and they were was it this one with yeah when they were paint, like yeah. And she's like, you don't want to get stuck in that one. Like that it's was hard to like, eat. yeah, it's hard to eat. Uh, one, I loved how she thought food was free everywhere. Yeah. And it turns out she's just a little Aladdin-esque street rat stealing food everywhere <laughs> she goes. I thought that was funny. One step ahead of the riff rat. One step ahead of the riff rat. Anyway, uh, I, really, I really thought they were going to play that song, too, when the guy was like, hey, you have to pay for that with the pizza balls. Um, <laughs> but good use of pizza. Good use of pizza. Gotta, gotta love it, you know. Uh, always New York style. Always New York style. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um but yeah all right so let's get down to brass tacks out of 10 unraveled senior fantasticos what do you give this movie and i know what you told me the other day and i'm curious if it's changed it's for me it's a 6.5 it and again uh, this is one viewing but I'll probably stick with this after watching it again. Yeah. Some of the things I, I really appreciate it. And th this is one of the reasons I, I want this to do well, even if it's not in my top 15. It took a chance with the whole horror aspect. And we always talk about stuff being too formulaic. And I don't mean just Marvel. I mean just Hollywood in general. Yeah. And I, I appreciate them saying, hey, we want to do this horror thing. And and a lot of it worked for me, and I want I want that more for you know because I I'm I have a lot of trepidation as where the MCU is going, mm 
mm-hmm. and we've seen it for too many things. We're hearing if these people bumping their gums about it. I want stuff like this though, in the sense of, yes, there is some things in there. There are reasons they do certain things, but it still worked. Like America Chavez, there's a reason she's in here. There's right. a reason they're bringing right. this character well, in here. Right. But she actually kind of she worked for me. It it worked for me. Yes. So that was one of the positives. Is despite the fact that they're putting something out there to check a box, it does work. Yeah. And again, I, I do want to reiterate, I love that horror aspect and I want more I want diversity of thought in the sense of how they approach characters and how they approach tones in movies. And I don't want it that same formulaic thing we get with Marvel with all the comedy and stuff. Yes, there's comedy in here. There's good there's actually some funny lines in here that work organically. I didn't think the comedy itself was overdone like I've like I've said in other uh, in other Marvel movies or that it it messes up a scene or interrupts a scene that doesn't allow a scene to breathe. So despite me, you know, I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10. I did enjoy it. I, I really like one of my favorite scenes is I told you a scene I didn't like when it initially started it's the battle of strangers with musical notes. And after yeah. that scene was over, yeah, it was one of my favorite parts of the movie yeah, I love because I thought it was so creative from a visual standpoint, as well as from a, you know, just a sound standpoint. Well, yeah, especially cause and, you de- geek out about sound design the way you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I went with a seven out of 10 unraveled senior fantasticos. Um, I just like saying senior fantastic. Personally, I, I like the unravel Reed Richards, but anyway, continue. I think that's a spoiler. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody knows who senior fantastic is. <laughs> anyway, um, but no, I, I enjoyed this. Like, and I told you it was a seven when after my first viewing and, and my second viewing yeah. totally solidified that. I really enjoyed the third act. I thought the third act was really good, which is a nice change of pace from these superhero movies. Um, yes. Again, I think, uh, oh, you know, the other thing is there was a little bit of Iron Fist in here that was kind of trying to drag the story down a little bit, you know? Oh, in, in what way? Just kind of like, like she felt very Danny Randish, um, with talking about her powers all the time and how she didn't know how to use her powers all the time. And it was kind of like, I'm the Iron Fist. I'm from koala whatever and then uh i think when they went to comertage and it was like we have to turn the school into a fortress uh it was like shut up like you 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 guys aren't gonna beat like the only omega level mutant in your uh or (laughs) really the only omega level hero outside of thor in in uh on earth (laughs) at the moment Mm -hmm. like yeah Sorry, no. Um, I wonder what this does for like a second scene of WandaVision, what this does for the Scarlet Witch moving forward. Because um, I feel like they tried to give her a bit of a redemption. Uh, we were missing White Vision. So I, I'm just like... I, I think Where did she go from here? Right. I, I feel like, well, is she dead? Um, She's I, not dead. I, I feel I feel like this is a case of like, like and Haley and I were talking about this earlier. Like these people don't actually watch the MCU movies. Like I don't care if they read the comics or not. That's not what's important in this 
in this case because the canon is the movies. And to be honest, they probably should have made the movie, like our universe here, the movie universe, something different than 616. Like Mm -hmm. it should have been like, it should have been like 615 or something, just like close, but like, you know, like save the comic book universe as 616. For the comic books. For the comics. Um, Especially because you've gotten some of this stuff so very wrong. Winter Soldier. Uh, And the... Agree. Virtue signal, um, but yeah. So I, I, uh, I don't know. I liked it. Like I said, I liked it. It was enjoyable. It was watchable. I'll probably buy it because I won't have Disney Plus for much longer anyway. So yeah, I, I'm really curious to see where they go from here because we're you know one of the things we talk about or we you mentioned is the post is the post credit scene we have Charlize Theron show up it's Clea mm-hmm. she ends up cutting a hole and you know in the to go and hole toward to the dark dimension and she says hey you caused an incursion we got to go stop it. and then Doctor Strange with right. his new third newly acquired third mm-hmm. eye just goes I, I like where that and and it, this is where the because I thought I always thought as big of a foe as he is, that Dormammu thing he has to come back in some way, shape, or form. Right. Dormammu is too is too top too tied to Doctor Strange not to have him come back and only have him in that that aspect of the first movie. It, it, similar to the cloud Galactus as a cloud thing, or um, right. or Parallax as a cloud thing. But I know a lot of people because I didn't know who Clea was. I, I've I've never been a Doctor Strange fan in the comics. So other than mo- more recent stuff and him showing up here and there and certain things, but that's where that's going. I as far as Wanda, I know they tried to do a redemption in her destroying the dark holds and all the dimensions or in all the multiverse. She's going to have to do more than that. After all the stuff she did, you can't, there has to be more there. This, this is not one of those face turns where, Hey, I just stopped you from getting beat up after doing, after, you know, beating up all these other people this whole time. And I'm going wrestling. That's what I'm just saying. Beating up. It's, it's, it has to be more. It has to be more. And I, again, I love the character and I, I like that they went all in because even the writer says it. Uh, I think it was Walter and said that, Hey, she was going to be the bad. She was the villain because people, you know, some people wanted to sympathize with her or empathize with her as far as being wanting her kids. But guess what? This reminded me of into the spider verse, because if you remember, that's what, what the Kingpin is trying to do. He's trying to get his family from another universe doesn't give a damn about himself in that universe. He just cares about himself and he doesn't care about his family's well-being and how happy they are. He wants them for himself. And that's exactly what Wanda is. It's not about love. It's about selfishness and possessiveness. And whether that's part of her personality or whether that is some of the dark hold that uh, leaking into her, I think it's a little bit of both especially what she's lost over time. You know, she lost vision. She lost her brother. She lost her family and, right. and trying to have that control it in a way it's understandable, but you can never say it's acceptable. It's it's look, I, 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 I sort of see where it's coming from, 
but what you did is unacceptable and what you did is nigh unforgivable. With that being said, just like a lot of characters that do things like kill younglings, there you can have a redemption arc. And it's just that what they did in this movie for me wasn't enough. And she is absolutely not dead. Or she's yeah, dead I until sure they need her again. Yeah, right. yeah because I, I love Elizabeth Olsen in this role. I, I like, for the most part, what they've done with Wanda and how Wanda has grown from Age of Ultron to, to this. There's a lot more they can do with her. And she's just... She's just, I think she's just too good of an actress and too good of a character to just put by the wayside, especially when it's one of the few constants as far as performance goes with what we're seeing in the future, because you have Captain Marvel, which a lot of people don't like, and you have other things coming down the pipe that we're not too sure is going to work. Right. But but we know Wanda works. We know Scarlet Witch works. We know Elizabeth Olsen works. So I think they would be foolish to let, if she, again, if she wants to do that. And based on what she said, I think she would be happy to do that. So just make a compelling, make it compelling for us to say, okay, she did all this that was awful, but the way they redeem her, I, I can buy it. So right. that's right. the important thing. If they bring her back, you have to redeem her in a way that people buy. Not that's... just because I like Elizabeth Olsen, but because it makes sense. So that's the one caveat I'll say in bringing her back. Is because I don't want to see her as a villain again. No. She she did a good good job as being the villain in this. Now it's working her way back. Yeah, let's get her back on the, the lunchbox for real. <laughs> yes. I, I love that. Yeah, get you back so. on the lunchbox. So. All right. I think... I think we've covered this. This is good. Like we both like this. I think if we yeah. keep talking, we're just gonna start nitpicking, and I don't want to do right. that. Um, yeah. So yeah. So one good thing from Marvel and one shitty ass thing from Marvel. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, that is the podcast for this week. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, you know, yeah. Any last words, D? Yep. I was about to say, maybe we'll do a travel log next week. Next Ooh. weekend when we get back. Maybe. Hey, if I'm on the bench, maybe I'll just drive down to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> <laughs> well, will you float down? Uh, dude, I will 100% bring the one-wheel and ride on the beach. 100%. Like, oh, maybe I'll see if Rick will fly me down. Anyway, um, I'm so spoiled. <laughs> Someone asked me how, uh, how single life is treating me. I was like, well, I flew a plane. <laughs> I bet you didn't land it. Like no, the guy like I that read dude. About it. Although, yeah. like Rick was showing me how to do it. And I, I'm like... I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure like I could at least launch Mad Launchpad McQuacket where everyone would walk away. <laughs> Launchpad McQuack. Great reference by the way. All right. All right. On that note, we'll see you guys next week. Later. See ya. The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast our website or anywhere podcasts are downloaded this show is hosted by daryl jasper and me brian tudor 
To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at infamouspodcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash infamouspodcast. We have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear. Music for this podcast is provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. So, whenever you're listening to us, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.